Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where we are recapping Master of Arms Season 1, Episode 7, The Arbalist Crossbow. So our smiths this week, we have Daniel Hamilton, who's a knife maker and part-time blacksmith, George Kramer, who's been blacksmithing for 15 years, and Rick Kennedy, who's been a gunsmith for 25 years. So we start off with the quick, quick draw challenge. And, uh, they are required to make a steel bow. Um, history of this has been came around in the 15th century, and they started to appear from Europe. Uh, had more tensile strength and more force behind arrows when fired than traditional wooden bows. So, and the bow needs to be forged from a single piece of steel, including a handle, and it has to be a recurved shape. So, holy crap! You have to make a freaking yeah. bow out of steel. Yeah. And how, maybe was it, was it six hours or five know. hours? Yeah, something like that. I think Either six. way, one piece of steel is, like, it's just baffling. I mean, clearly they did it and it's done. I'm just but, thinking about, the, we have three-piece bows and it would be fine to, like, take the two pieces and lay them ahead and then you have the the handle. But to make it all one and try to keep it symmetrical, that's... Yeah, you got to get these curves in there, have them be symmetrical. Yeah, and the right length because yep. you got to put the they're giving a string, and then oh, you have right. to figure out <laughs> is the, if the string's gonna fit. What how big is this bow gonna be so it works properly? Yeah, because oh, you could yeah. screw yourself easily if it's too long, too short. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely a difficult challenge to difficult. Start yeah. yeah, so Daniel, there's not a lot of notes for him. He, he was using 5160 spring steel. And the other note here is that he just does work. He's just, he's just working. <laughs> they didn't show him too much. Um, moving on to George. Uh, he was using a bending fork to bang, bend his bow into shape. He went with a vertical quench. And the oil made out of reached the handle portion of the bow, which could cause it to fail where the oil stopped. So when he did that, Trent was like, whoa, whoa. It was like, this is... Oh, yeah. You know, that here's what's going to happen if he's not careful. Um, it didn't look like the oil went up. In fact, when he pulled it out, it's still part of the bow is still red. Yeah. Was, <laughs> so it, was, and, it didn't seem right at all. Yeah. Um, and then he goes for a kind of a burn on handle. So he took two scales, yep. heated up the bow, slapped them in there, put it in a vise, let the, the metal kind of burn the form into the, the scales. So they didn't have to carve them out. Man, it makes that <laughs> not a bad idea. Um, and then he's still working on his handle, and Trenton accuses him of showboating <laughs> when George attempted to pour a fancy handle while the bow still had a lot of work left. So he had the scales on. He had like some molten metal and a ladle, and he's pouring it over to scales, and he's like, this guy's, he's showboating, and I'm going to call him out on it <laughs> when it's his turn to be judged. And then while torching the handle, he's got a torch out, and he's torching the wood on the handle, trying to, you know, add some flair to it. Trenton says, George will probably cook the string, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and so... Oh, it just lights it up. This, yeah, a little piece came apart from from one of the ends and uh but that yeah that's well what was he thinking what the hell was he thinking (laughs) take the freaking string off take it off or just don't do that he still had a lot of work to do you know i guess to refine a little bit but 
you know, Trenton was on, he was on point. He's like, dude, he's showboating. What's he doing? This is ridiculous. He's going to burn a string, and then he burned a string. <laughs> um, they were checking out Rick. Uh, I was hoping to make something that fires a bullet, um, so he feels slightly out of his element being a gunsmith. Um, and he makes no. He's like, he's working from the middle of the boat outward, and George says, well, I'm doing the opposite. I'm working from end to end. And, I mean, Rick's... That makes more sense to me to work from one end and kind of, or I'm sorry, the middle and work out because you're spreading the middle out there. Yeah. Um, His bow is a little too long, so it works on curving a little bit further in order to get the string to fit. Um, And then with an hour left, he kind of fits his handle onto the bow. I think I have notes on what happens. I think Rick kind of had a, a weird shape. Well, did any of them have a recurve bow? Like the recurves the, were there. They were, I guess, they were there. But like some of them was a little wonky on that recurve. They were a little flatter than others, but they they all had recurves. So a lot of you probably know what the recurve is a, a curve, and then it recurves. Right. They all had that. It's just. Of one form or another. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it may not have been as pronounced as yeah. to be really obvious. Yeah. So for testing, each bow was going to be placed into a mechanical shooter, and then they will have an arrow fired towards a wall of light bulbs, and they were being aimed to hit the two red bulbs that are in the center of the wall. So neat, neat idea. It's an yeah. interesting way to show if this is accurate or not. It could have just had... Uh, big piece of wood but then you don't get destruction so are we gonna yeah. bring back the exploding target conversation or even a regular <laughs> you know a regular archery yeah, target a regular archery guy. target yeah <laughs> a, a hay bale i mean with a <laughs> circle in it or something but, but then you don't get sparks yes yeah. so for dan he hits two bulbs left of the center so he's not quite as accurate as he wanted to be for rick one side of his bow was longer than the other and he had a wonky shape, so that was kind of the wonkiness that we were talking about. The handle is also off-center, and so the whole apparatus had to be adjusted just for him to be able to shoot it. Yeah. Um, the arrow flies low, but is only off by one bulb. Yeah, it just... It, was, yeah. it just yeah, it went a down. nosedive down. And then George... Ashley actually turned away as the bow was cranked all the way back. Like, she was nervous about it. That, it was really tight. And it was frayed, so... It was frayed, and one of the bows, I don't remember which one, it might have been George's, that recurve, the recurve part was fairly flat, and so it looked like that string could just oh, come right yeah. off. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy, because Zeke is standing right there. He's not that far away from just, like, cranking this little... He's got this <laughs> oh, little yeah. handle. It's like, you're really close He's to like, the I danger safety zone. safety glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'd be like, like no, jack man. in the box. <laughs> um... Anyway, for George, it hits uh, the arrow hits several bulbs to the left, and then we move on to the judging. Uh, for Dan, he had one of the most powerful bows, but the notches uh, may not have been filed down far enough because the string had started to fray. Trenton said it was the most solidly constructed bow with the cleanest lines and shapes, but each drill hole in the handle created a fracture point, so that's no good. For Rick, his bow did not have much power, and his handle was very off-center. And then for George, he had a very nice aesthetic, but burning the handle caused an issue with the string, which we mentioned. And based on all of that, Rick ends up getting the boot because of how far off-center everything was. It just didn't. It just wasn't 
as functional yeah. as the other two. Right. So then we have the master build. They are asked to make a heavy crossbow, also known as an arbalist, um, with an oversized stock and steel bow came into use in the late Middle Ages. It must be between 35 and 37 inches in overall length. The mo- bow must be between 29 and 32 inches. And the weapon must have a trigger mechanism and locking nut. So Dan um, is confident on the woodworking part. Not so much on the blacksmithing part. Mm. Um, he takes his time to make sure that the stock is perfectly flat and straight so that the weapon is accurate. He has issue making a trigger bar on day two, but has better luck on day three. Um, and he gets the trigger mechanism working and is the fourth happiest he's ever been in his life. <laughs> yeah. so, and his, his order was what, wife, first child, second child, and then this. Interesting. Something yeah. like that. Well, third child. And then this was the fourth event, right? Wait, wife, two kids, like one kid and then the other kid. And then the fourth was... Okay. Yeah. This was his fourth kid. Okay. (laughs) This is the third kid. And so for George, um, he wants to work on the trigger mechanism first. He he has his plans all drawn out for the build. Um, He forges the locking mechanism without much issue. And has issue with fitting the plates on the side of the locking mechanism and gets slightly angry. Yeah, because he, he had a pin going through and then he had some washers like welded on to hold it in a certain way. But then the plates were hitting the washers so they couldn't go f- meet oh, flush yeah. up to the stock. Right. So he's, you know, and you're falling off and it's like, Arr! What's he like? <laughs> Sounds like me. Anyway, testing. They were testing for accuracy and velocity by firing a bolt into a mirror and past a chronograph, and the goal was to hit at least 100 feet per second. For George, his weapon feels good, except the locking nut seems to be placed very far back and could cause the bow to snap. Nick actually needed to get help from Trenton to pull the string back all the way, and then the arrow flies above the mirror, and the string snapped, but the arrow flew at 204 feet per second. So that thing was hauling. Mm-hmm. It's hauling. And, <laughs> and then the string just just shot. Yeah. It was yeah. done. Yeah. It was it was single use. Single, single use. Single crossbow. use, yeah. And it was, I mean, that, that bolt was really far back. Or the nut. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. string. It was crazy. I think, well, they, they both had issues with their whole triggering mechanism and where they placed it. Yeah. Um, and then for Dan, his locking nut, again, is also set very far back. Trenton needs to get an assist again with pulling the string back. Um, the arrow reached the target and measured 196 feet per second, but the locking nut was then completely stuck after that. Yeah, and it rolled forward, and it was so it couldn't be reloaded. Single use. Another single use. Yes. So because both weapons failed... Dan and George are given five minutes to address their weapons issues to see if they can fix it and make them operable. Operable not again. Single use. Not single use again. Dan works to file his nut so that it won't get stuck, and George files his notches and uses a thicker string. And then they will be testing the trajectory of these using flaming bolts fired into a wood pile. For George, his flaming arrow landed a little short. Yeah, it was like. 15 feet short. A little, little short. <laughs> um, but then we move on to Dan. 
Dan's bow was very, very difficult to pull that string back on. So Nick and Trenton, once again, once again, working together to pull that string and lock it in place, and the bow broke. It broke. It snapped into pieces. It was a violent break. And it flew up, and it definitely seemed like it hit both Nick and Trenton mm-hmm. uh, with some of the, the, the pieces as they're flying yeah, I, around. Yeah, I think it might have hit Trenton in the arm or something, because he was shaking his arm for a yeah. little bit. So he got whacked good <laughs> by that freaking crossbow. And I, that was the thing that Zeke had mentioned as being the thing that everyone was like, oh, right? One of the most dangerous yeah. things yeah. that he was worried about. Like, that just happened. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yep. so because the thing broke, George takes it and he gets <laughs> to go home. He's the master of arms. George wins. Yeah. So. Winner. He, he, winner. <laughs> Yay. Because you didn't almost kill the, the people that are the judges on the show. But Right. Holy cow. So it was a very interesting ending to that episode. And, of course, it was a very difficult challenge. Both of them were very mm-hmm. difficult challenges. So, you know, they did the best they could, especially if they don't have experience with that type of weapon. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. It seemed like, I mean, none of them must have made any sort of steel bow before just based on any of the results. Uh, yeah, how, I mean, it's hard much- to estimate. Like, you have a piece of metal in a bow shape. How do you know how far back that should go based also on how long your string is? So you have to have it a certain way, you know, a certain distance apart, and then you have to know that it's going to, you know. And I just, I just think about the weight that it requires for our recurve bows, how much weight is required to pull that back. And it's not like they're super hard to pull back, mm-hmm. but as they get bigger, they, they can get a pretty high weight, and that's just with a compositor wood bow. Never mind a solid piece of steel that you're trying to pull that thing back. Right. So that's really got to require a ridiculous high like poundage rating or something to, to be able to get that back. And Were there later versions that had kind of a, a lever that would help pull the string back? On the crossbows, yeah. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen those. And I was just thinking about the math of it. <laughs> like you could figure out how far back that nut would have to be because they gave them the the limb parameters right. and the string length yep. parameter so that you would have to just calculate. So it wouldn't be too difficult to pull the string back. Yeah, but then, but then you, you also aren't getting the draw weight to have it go as fast as it did. Right, you need to the, Right, yeah. they only needed to get over 100. They were both well over 100. They were both twice that. Yeah. So if they had... They could have moved the back, nut yeah. further up, had less speed and still been... And much safer, the test. And, yeah. and yeah, and everything. So. I mean, I you know from I don't know if they had the bows from the quick draw, but then I would have been like, okay, this, you know, pulling that back and kind of just judge where it makes sense because yeah. you know where it's going to stop. Like, okay, I can't really go any further than that. Yeah, I'm not going to go back six more inches. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, crazy episode. Yeah, but that was the episode. Thank you for watching. Again, that was Season 1, Episode 7, The Arbalist Crossbow. And guess what? What's that? There's only one more episode oh, this yeah? season. Yep, I just saw it. That's it. Ashley posted about it on Instagram the other day. Tomorrow night's when we're recording. Episode is the, the season finale. So that one looks crazy. I don't know if you saw the preview for it's that not. one. It showed Zeke... With a World War One 
style. It, it looked like a sword, but it had the, uh, what's it called? The knuckle duster? The knuckle dusters on it. And it shows him punching and stabbing into a block of ice. Ah. With the with like this big ass sword with the freaking knuckle dusters on it, so that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that one. Um, thank you for watching. Remember to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Check us out. If you listen to the audio podcast, leave us a review. Help get us noticed and that sort of thing. And and to all those new listeners to the podcast that we've gotten over the last couple weeks, thank you for listening to the podcast yeah. we appreciate yeah. it and um yeah that's it i guess we'll catch you i don't know by the time we record the next episode it's going to be weeks after the finale airs so have a great holiday yeah. enjoy the holiday <laughs> see ya bye I caught, I caught the commercial for Night Fight, and I really paid attention to it. It looks exactly like what it's Night's fighting. Oh. It looks brutal. It looks yeah. brutal. Really brutal.